You're listening to Lloyd's and Lincoln with your hosts, Ramel Lloyd Sr. and Ramel Lloyd Jr. All right, welcome back to right. Lloyd's and Lincoln. Again, I am Harrison, running the ones and twos. You guys can always join the show through the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Um, and again, we just got some great Kobe Bryant stories. We're talking a little bit uh, about your NBA draft class. Not oh, yours, yeah. but the year yeah, yeah. 20, 2001 draft class. And uh, we're trying to figure out who that Warriors dunk contest winner is. That's going to drive yeah, me crazy. On, this is, this I don't want to Google we, it. We're going we're gonna to be mad at ourselves. We're going to sound like we're not sports guys because uh-huh. we're not. Starter Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. Who was the former Warrior? What era was he winning these dunk contests? This is, this is terrible. <laughs> I, I, I got his, his son is playing now, too. Son's name is Chase, and I can't think of his last. You said he's about your age now. He's a little bit, a little bit younger than me. A little bit younger. Michigan than State. Come on, he was a freshman at Michigan State. He waved there one year and he left. This driving me crazy. I mean, he jumps. He's probably one of the best dunkers of all time. Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson. Thank you. How can we? That, how can we not? That's kind of that? that's disrespect to Richardson. That's completely disrespect. All right, we disrespect. Was it Rich- it's Richardson, right? That's the only. That, I'm not blame, thinking everyone else. Yeah, Jason Richardson. Jason, come on. Yeah, man. I, I felt I felt terrible about that. Yeah. Jason Richardson. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he's... He, he kind of gets... I, I, he's... You know, I got to do a better job. He's forgotten in my memory in terms of being... Bit, yeah, right? in terms of, like, one of the freakiest athletes. He's one of the best dunkers of all time. Yeah, freaky. Yeah. Best of all time. In game and uh, in contest. Because, you know, a lot of guys yeah. can... A lot of guys can't do both. I'll show, I'll give Zach Levine in credit of he can do both. Live and in the dunk contest. Yeah. Zach... Zach Levine hit a 360 uh, dunk on a fast break. That's, uh, that's, that's a contest type of dunk. I'm talking about... On people, Zach, Zach oh, Levine like should be dunking on people two or three times a game. Yeah, I agree on that easily for the amount of hops he has and the amount of skill that he has with mm-hmm. his hops. Yeah, he can just slither. Uh, he can get you. I, I, I always be like Zach, but you know he's one of those real cool, smooth players. Like yeah. you know, even though he jumps out the gym and don't seem like dunking is necessarily his thing, he just kind of. Yeah, I feel smooth, like for those players you know? too. Like if you can dunk it, at, you get to a certain range. If you can dunk it every time, you're starting to think about your body. It's like I'm gonna go for oh, the yeah. I'm gonna oh, go no. for the layup. Oh no, of definitely it not. Down. Especially yeah, definitely the NBA. A lot of a lot of the average fans don't understand that uh, every single person in the NBA can dunk with ease. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them, even the, like the point guards, they get to the league and they'll just get on the break by themselves and still lay it up. Yeah, Steph Curry can even throw it down easily. Yeah, uh, easily. Like it's not even. Easily, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but like you said, they do. They do. They are concerned with their bodies, you know. And and uh, at that level, it's such a non thing that yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you know, to the average fan, they say dunking or whatever. But even in college, there's nobody on the college roster for the most part that can't dunk. Well, you see it all the time, even with the deal. former NBA players. Every birthday after the NBA, yeah, they just say, yeah. "Let me see if I can they still throw it down." Right. And they get up to like fifty-seven, fifty-eight, exactly. sixty, and they're still still dunking. Just and it's a one dribble jump. It's it's, it's, it's really it's really nothing. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah. it's insanity. Let me let me ask you about this because uh, I'm sure you've heard it. Mm-hmm. Some some more news from go figure. James Harden uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know if you saw that where he called out Daryl Morey. No, I haven't you haven't heard, heard this. No, okay, well let me I let me pull up the exact quote um, <laughs> because James Harden's doing what he does best. He's forcing his way out. He's getting out of there. Yeah, he called out uh, Daryl Morey in front of a live audience during his one of his camps. Uh, I think it might have been over in China uh, when he was down over there. And I'll give you the full. I wish I had the audio because it was he said it twice and he was like yelling it. Uh, but he said, "Quote: 
Daryl Morey is a liar. I will never be part of an organization that he's part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he's part of. I don't even have a real comment on that about James. Uh, let me tell you, I don't know. I, it's funny because I'm part of media now because I'm doing this show with you guys and my son. But every once in a while, I have to take immediate, like a social media break. Yeah, I feel you there. So I, the last two weeks or so, I've pretty much deleted all my social media. Okay. Off my phone, at least. Right. Just, I just take breaks, I, and I do it often um, just to kind of refresh. You know, sometimes it feels like uh, it's weird, like, you get a small percentage of everybody's problems when you read them yeah. all the time, right? And I got my own problems so I'm trying to deal with. <laughs> so sometimes I just leave it to the side. But, I, I got you know, now the season's coming back around and I got to get back on it. But that's probably why I haven't heard that because I yeah. haven't been on social media. Yeah, no, it's um, he's just forcing his way out again, uh, which is – it is kind of crazy to me. I will never – you know, it, these players are okay with doing it because they know they're good enough. Yeah. Um, but at some point I'm like, stop signing four years. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like you're citing a four year, and it's like I don't really want to be here. Can't you just trade me? And then they're like, "Eh, we're not going to get much yeah. for you." I, you know, we're we're so far removed from what an athlete's mind that, that makes that amount of money and has that amount of popularity. I can't put myself in his position and think that because mm-hmm. I've never been in those shoes. He knows he's got the you leverage, know? and that's yeah. being honest. For like us, he does. We can make it. an opinion any time mm-hmm. about it. I mean, I'm not saying it's right or saying it's wrong, but like I don't have a comment on it because I can't even put myself in those shoes right like, yeah uh, i mean i have uh, a comment i will say this you know as a james harden fan you mm-hmm. know it, it does bother me i just want to see him play he's so good yeah. when he's healthy when he was playing with the houston rockets uh, that's nothing that bothers me you know it's like he's had so many chances with great players like i just really want him mm-hmm. uh to just really lock in and have an awesome yeah, season because right. what he's doing with houston uh that one year where that mvp season he's where i think it was austin rivers broke his ankle yeah, stared yeah. him down um just every night putting up 30 plus yeah, points no, high assist ridiculous. numbers too great playmaker like he can dish it out too it's not like he's a selfish iso player you know he's, he's not that when he's playing well he is an incredible playmaker yeah. i just want to see him get it together that's why i'm kind of bummed out i don't want to go through another I year man know, where he's coming in out of shape not wanting to play like He's one of those players that's just too fun to watch yeah, when he's all yeah. there. So it's it's kind of a bummer for me. Yeah, I no, hate I seeing you, good man. players. You know, you know, I'm that. a I'm a James Harden fan too, obviously. Because yeah. uh, first of all, as another kid, I mean, I've been in, so involved with this basketball stuff. I'm no, I I don't know him personally, but I played with and watched James since he was in high school. He's from California. He's from <laughs> the boss just walked DP's in. There. in. Wait a minute, the boss is here. Did did uh uh. There's nothing going on this weekend. We're not used to seeing him in the studio. Yeah, he's he's getting some water back uh-huh. there. Or something. But, uh, <laughs> so back name. to James. You know, I've watched, James went to Artesia <laughs> High School, uh, which Artesia High School is pretty much is in Lakewood, Lakewood, mm-hmm. California, which is pretty much Long Beach, right where yep. right where we live. So I've watched James since he was in high school, and I've actually played at the time. I believe I was still playing pro, and James was a high school player, and he would come to the gym, and he would. You know, he would play with us before he went to Arizona State. Could you tell his ball handles were out of control? No. He was really? a completely different person, That's a different insane. player, I should say, okay. at the curious. time. Um, you know, it's really hard for older pros sometimes to judge uh, the level of talent of high school kids when they play against them because even though James is James, like if I'm a grown man and he's high school, it you know, yeah. to me it didn't matter. Like, uh, like oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's a good player. He's talented. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's hard to compare because you're not in high school. Your body is physically different. Yeah. You're a grown man. You've been playing pro overseas or whatever. And I couldn't tell how good he was. I just thought he was a good athlete. I thought he was a good player. Um, 
I had no clue he would turn. Same thing. Yeah, was, you know, right. He no shouldn't be. If he he's dominating you, then you're like, yeah. that's my the next Michael yeah, Jordan. Right. He's, he's a high schooler. Exactly. <laughs> Most high school players, you know, if you're a high level guy, yeah. high level pro, high level high school guys, they're not gonna they're not gonna dominate you. Mm-hmm. Like they shouldn't. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, you got to take a reality check. Right. Or that that player's. Oh, that really player is just that guy. Which you know, is really that guy. Probably I'm not. I'm not saying that he wasn't good. He was good. He could play with us. He fit in. Yeah. No problem, right. Did his thing. But, but he wasn't, I didn't know he James was going to be James Harden, <laughs> right? So they, even even at the time, uh, my buddies was telling me that this kid is going to be a McDonald's All-American. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, really? And um, so he goes to Arizona State. And, I mean, James was a pretty good athlete, had a strong left hand, didn't go right much, went left mo- mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he could shoot the ball. You know, he would get off that one leg and dunk, you know. But he, it wasn't the James Harden that we see with the handles and this and that. Just and maybe he had it, but – uh, I feel know, like that was probably a polishing process because a lot of James Harden's game is so much. You of, ever watched him at Arizona State? Yeah, I've seen him in Arizona yeah, State. Yeah, you know, well, see, that's what you, that's what's so hard to judge about players because you don't understand a lot of that stuff is in their games already. Mm-hmm. It matters of how much opportunity they're going to have to play a certain way, how much confidence they have, and how much leeway they have by their coaches, and what level they're playing at because college basketball is completely different from pro basketball. So if you watch James Harden play in college, he scored what I call college buckets, right? Uh, You know, he would catch and shoot on the break on the three. He would get out on the break and finish in the lane. Mm -hmm. He would get to a one, two dribble pull up and get his jump shot off. You know, there's not a bunch of ISO ball. There's not a bunch of dribbling. Yeah. His one, his signature one legged step back isn't, He's not doing that in the college level. Not much. <laughs> not not. He may be able to do it because he was that good. But he's not going to agree. Not off of five dribbles though. Yeah. Right. Like so, you, he's like tween cross, tween cross, tween cross, step back. Like mm-hmm. in college, it's a swing through one dribble. If the defense comes, step back shot. That your your coach may let you get away with that. He may <laughs> if you make it. <laughs> if you make it right. But even if you make it, some college coaches stifle the kids game because yeah. it doesn't fit the college program it doesn't fit the way college basketball is played so i don't know maybe he had those things but maybe the nba gives him uh you know a lot of guys are better nba players than they are college players and vice versa yeah we'll look at patrick williams for the yeah. chicago bulls yeah i don't i don't think he started a single game in college no and then he started he every single yeah, game and, for the bulls his rookie guys, season and guys see that right yeah. you, you see that it's a different game so sometimes you can get caught into playing a college game and it's not cohesive to how you play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you get a, you get more opportunity. First of all, in the NBA, the court is way spread out more, right? College, you got guys sitting in the paint. There's no three-second rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so And now even in the NBA, they, the bigs are at the three-point line. So if they're not even on the they're not even in the dunk spot anymore. The dunk spot is considered right a little bit past the the box down there. They yeah. used to sit in the dunk spot when people p- penetrate, they come in there. Now they're in the corner at the three point line. Yeah. Right? So if you beat your guy again to the basket, his rotation is coming from the corner three to the to to help for rotation. So if you're a good one on one guy and you could beat your guy, you pretty much have layups yeah. at the rim because the help is not there. College they don't ever have to leave the paint. So you know in college, if I get by my man, I'm going to have to play off two feet or I'm going to have to pull up for my jump shot or I'm going to have to make a play for someone else because the help is already there. They're mm-hmm. sitting there. you know. So even if you can jump and you outstanding athlete, 
those guys are 6'10", and they're already standing there with their hands up. Even if you jump, you're just getting up to the height of where they are, so it's still difficult to finish. So, Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why you see, too, those teams that make it all the way through. It's always incredible ball movement. You see it like – You have to. And you see, like, a lot of veteran teams. Have to. Like, you look at Kansas, you look at yep. UCLA and the runs they make. Yeah, if you don't if you don't have that good playmaking and you're just relying on a few uh, really good scorers, it's just no. doesn't, well, you doesn't can, happen. You can stop really good scorers in college. Yeah. You know, if you, it's only one or two guys on the team in college that you need to stop. It's very, it's, it's very possible to do that. Much more possible than the NBA game. Yeah, well, we've seen that with Nebraska basketball. And, you know, I hope this year turns around. I think it will as we're starting to get more development. But, I mean, we've had NBA talent. We've had Isaiah Roby. We've had mm-hmm. uh, Delano Banton. Obviously, McGowan's just left. But yep. that's three NBA talent guys. And we don't have a lot of wins behind us. Just yeah. because yeah. the playmaking's there. It's like we have really good talent, but we don't really have the pieces around it to kind of get that quick. You know, and like you said, Bryce McGowan's can make a move. The help's there. I don't yeah, care yeah. how good you are. They already he's there been camping. Yeah, he's he's been warming <laughs> yeah. up his hands by the fire. He's yep. he's pitched out and got a tent. Like yeah, he's just yeah, been exactly. sitting there waiting. And yeah, the shooters you're closing out, but they're not NBA threat level. Yeah. You know, like exactly. they're 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 not hitting at a crazy clip. So you can sag yep. off even a well, little yeah, bit more. They, they'd much rather have those uh-huh. guys shoot contested threes oh, in yeah. college, right? That corner that corner three that corner contested three is a three that you'll live with over someone getting all the way to the paint and, mm-hmm. and, and scoring, right? And that's and Nebraska's defense was pretty much set up that way. You know, they yeah they, double they, they, they doubled, doubled the, the big every, every time, single time. Right? They kept they, they doubled the post every time, and they formed that eye at the at, in the foul line, and they was able to rotate out and help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the NBA level, it, if you if they were allowed to be in the paint like that, that percentage of that open three point shot will kill you. We'd have some pretty low-scoring games, too. If they allowed NBA bigs to just sit in the paint. Yeah, well, that's what it used to be, Yeah, right? The guys were just down there. Like, we talked about that before, like in the 90s, 80s, even before that. That's how the rebound numbers were crazy, too. The bigs were down there all day. Like, you know, you got No goaltending either until uh, later. That was another big thing. Who changed that? Was that Will? Let me look at when goaltending got switched out. But they added... uh, I don't know. I don't think it was... um, was it Sterling? Was it no? It was before him. No, it, was it was way a, before it was a, him. A player did that. Yeah. Either Kareem or Will. One of the two made made the NBA make a bunch of changes because they were just so dominant. Yeah, let me but. find this before we go to break here because like that's another thing that people always forget. Like, there's a lot of there's like so many players where you know they have like these crazy block numbers. Yeah. But if you don't like take that out of context and you understand when the goaltending came into play, like they're gonna have. Obviously, insane. Yeah, it's block gonna be numbers. different. That, that's what we were just talking about. We were talking about off the air. We're comparing players. Forty-five. They made times. illegal. So okay, it goes way back. So yeah, forty-five well, is when they finally said, "Yeah, that's illegal. You can't." Which is weird in Europe. You yeah, nineteen forty. Oh, Over in Europe, they actually still allow goaltending. Which well, is, they do. They allow it if if a ball hits the rim. Yep. You got to hit the rim first. If it hit the rim and it's still in the cylinder, they you can, can take it off. Okay, and yeah. then the offensive player. It's not a. It's not a offensive interference if you go no, try to dunk can, the ball. You in. can tip it while it's still in the cylinder. Do you like that rule? Not necessarily. Um, I never know how I feel about it. Yeah. Sometimes when I watch it in the Olympics, I kind of enjoy the product, but I I think I I think it's. uh, I don't like it or dislike it. I think if I was a European guy, it would just be normal. I think it's just normal for us not to do that, so we kind of feel like we don't like it. But I think if we grew up playing that way, I don't think it would be much of a big deal. Yeah, I don't think much about it, but yeah. I, I, as a player, a scorer, I'll be pissed if somebody hit the damn ball off the rim <laughs> while I'm getting ready to get my two points. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty insane. Oh, I'll be pissed. You're shooting a free throw, oh. and it's rolling on the rim, and someone yeah, swats it. Yeah, and it's it. getting ready to go. And, and you're, you're, your free throw percentage I, is tanking. I'm counting that in my, in my make stats. You're right. Let's keep that one out. I don't like that rule. Well, that makes sense. We got to go ahead and throw it to break here. We got one more segment with Lloyd's and Lincoln. I'm Harrison. That's Ramon Lloyd Sr. Catch you guys on the other side.